Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or our notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration with Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 a.m. Welcome to today's show. This is going to be a very, very exciting show, and I cannot wait for you to listen to my guest today. Um, This show is a relatively new show on air, Immigration with Tamina, and we are going to be talking about immigration. Immigration uh, is the topic of conversation every week. Um, News updates, topics of interest, and of course, every week I hope to interview somebody who is making an impact on immigration law or somebody who's a notable immigrant. If you want to call in and have questions for us, you're very welcome to call. The phone number is 844-301-1250. And that's 844-301-1250. Happy to answer questions that you have for immigration law. And, of course, Rishi is here, uh, my guest, and I'll talk about him in a moment. But, you know, if you have questions, you're very welcome to call in. So before I dive into the interview, I want to give you some news updates. Uh, You may remember that I've been talking about the visa waiver program uh, extensively over the last few weeks, and you may recall that there are very um, restrictive policies in place um, since the new year. As of last week, the government has put more restrictions, and the newest countries to be on the high list um, category are Somalia, Libya, and Yemen. And what does that mean? It means if you've traveled to one of these countries um, and you're a visitor to the U.S., uh, you are going to have problems getting in. And, you know, if you're a tourist, if family members are tourists, you know, it's best to just check your passports, check your travel history, and make sure that you um, have taken all the steps you need to take before for entering the U.S. Um, To combat this uh, policy, if you like, human rights activists, civil rights activists, and immigration activists have written a letter to the Department of Homeland Security Secretary um, and the uh, Secretary Jay Johnson and also the Deputy Secretary um, Alejandro Mayorkas asking them to review the new policies and and cut back on the waiver restrictions. It's something to keep an eye on. And this morning, Reuters reported that tech and business leaders um, are also protesting against this discriminatory U.S. visa changes. And it's affecting a lot of companies. I have had personal clients who have been affected, CEOs from different countries who are not able to enter the U.S. as easily So it's really a business problem, it's an employer problem, it's a U.S. problem, and ultimately it's a U.S. economic problem. So um, Twitter chief, for example, Jack Dorsey, Pixar president Ed Catmull, 
former eBay president Jeff Skoll, um, billionaire Mark Cuban, and various other you know leaders like that have written to le- legislators to basically complain about this. So if you are somebody who is affected by the new policies, I urge you to contact your senators and congressmen to tell them about the problem because that's that's where the policy, if at all, if the, the changes will be implemented, you need to tell the people who make those changes uh, to make it reality. And then finally, a reminder that the H-1B deadline is March 31st. So if you are somebody who is looking for a job or you have a job or your employer um, is going to be filing for an H-1B for you or you're a business um, um, holder, business uh, man or woman who has found a perfect employee and you need to get an H-1B visa, the deadline is March 31st. But remember, you cannot actually file the day before you start preparing. You need three or four weeks at a minimum. And if you haven't started already, you you might face problems. So... um, Remember, March 31st is your deadline. The window will be open until March hmm, 6th, I think, five days. Um, But you shouldn't be relying on that because um, many, many things can hinder your application. So now to the highlight of the show. Um, As you know, we talk to somebody who is either a notable person who's made an impact on immigration or somebody who's a notable immigrant. And today's guest is both. He is a notable immigrant. He's also somebody who's making a huge impact on immigration law. And before I dive into talking about him, I urge you to read uh, my article about him and his his movie. Uh, the the article was published in the Seattle Globalist um, last week, and the the name of the article is Tech Visa Film High Skilled Immigrant H one B. Oh, sorry, that's not the title. Uh, Tech v- Tech immigrants vent about uh, the high-skilled immigration. So do a Google search on Seattle Globalist and read it. It's, it's a, a very important article to read. So I am just so thrilled and honored to have today's guest. His name is Rishi Bilwadigar, and he is the movie writer and producer of For Hero To Go. You have heard me speak about For Hero To Go so many times that if I haven't made you sick of it, I hope you I'm, I am going to make you sick of the name, but that's only because I urge you to watch it. Um, Rishi, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Tamina. It's so lovely to be here. So wonderful. Well, before I talk to you, I want to tell uh, listeners about you. So Rishi is a San Francisco-based user experience designer, and perhaps like many of you listening today, and has worked for brands like Gap, Walmart, Um, e-commerce and SAP. Originally from Mumbai, Rishi came to the US for a master's in interactive storytelling and video game design. He ran a popular humor blog called Stuff Desis Like, documenting the peculiarities of Indian assimilation into the American culture. His screenplay for Hero to Go was inspired by the blog's success. Rishi co-founded many Cups of Chai films to produce the film. He continues to work as a UX professional. Welcome, Rishi. Well, thank you again for taking time to be here today. Absolutely. It's lovely to be back in Seattle. Well, you were here for the screening of um, the movie at the Seattle Asian American Film Festival. Tell us how that went. Uh, It was excellent. Uh, You know, this was the second time we were playing in Seattle, and this was the 15th festival, I believe, that we went to. The last time we played in Seattle at at Tasweer, the Seattle South Asian Festival, we were opening night, won the jury award. So lots of great memories of Seattle. 
so it was lovely to be back here and uh, we got a great crowd response as always that's wonderful well you know I know that a lot of people haven't watched the movie yet and my mission is to make sure everybody watches it but those who have not watched the movie tell them a little bit about it uh, yeah absolutely so for hero to go is about immigrants trying to decide it's a it's a light-hearted take on immigration and it's about immigrants trying to decide whether they should stay in America or go back home uh, it really questions this uh, uh, existential sort of crisis of you know where is home and where do I belong those are very heavy questions but we take a very light-hearted look at uh, what it means to be chasing your dreams in a foreign land uh, and is US the place to, to do that anymore just because of you know all the immigration constraints that you talk about uh, and everyone else has been talking about you know right from Bill Gates to now Mark Zuckerberg and every other leader um, so it's a light-hearted take. It's a humanistic uh, take on the story of immigration. Well, you know, um, listeners, you've probably, you know, heard me talk about this many, many times. But, you know, this movie is really funny. It's it's just hilarious. You, you really want to, I, I say this to everybody, you want to cry and laugh at the same time. How did you make that happen? That's not a very easy thing to do <laughs> with a complicated subject matter like immigration. Um that's that's the key right there. It's very complicated, uh, and the way I look at it is that it's a very difficult problem to articulate. It's a I, like I could not explain it to my mom what I'm going through, um, and that means that there needs to be some sort of a better communication to put the point across. Uh, and uh, that's that's where you know humor is a great tool to do that. Uh, humor is the best way to uh, lighten up the. Uh, the, the heaviness of the conversation and make that point. So, you know, I, it, it, obviously it's a part of my personality as well. It's, it's the way I look at things as well, which is because of the uh, visa system, it's just so bizarre that, you know, some of the constraints are just so bizarre that you can't help but look at the funny side of it and how it makes you behave and how people interact with each other based on their visa status. It was fascinating to me. Well, wonderful. I mean, I have personally tried to tell um, people, politicians, lawmakers about the problem. And I have time and time again come across this issue that I can't, I don't think it's understood. But I love your movie because it really, really makes uh, the point of showing the effect of the law on somebody's life as opposed to really talking about the law. It's showing the effect. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, you know, your background is very interesting, and I, I think a lot of listeners today may even relate. Would you tell them a little bit about it, about you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I uh, basically finished up my computer science education in India and like many people came over here for a master's degree. Uh, my master's happened to be in uh, video game design and interactive storytelling. Uh, after which I was, you know, drawn to the Silicon Valley like like a lot of, lot of other people. And I basically tried to do my own business. My master's thesis was converted into a business, but the incubator would not sponsor a visa. Uh, it was a very small incident back then, but, you know, it basically changed, altered the course of my entire career. Uh, after that happened, I started writing this blog, which uh, took off quite a bit. I used to get a lot of comments about, you know, writing about gold, obsession with gold and obsession with arranged marriage and things like that. So it, was, it got really uh, interesting. I might have to go look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's. I, we still get a few email messages here and there. Uh, and that basically became the inspiration, you know, Indians coming in, su being such a high contributing 
uh, immigrant ethnic group, uh, but being so small in population and having absolutely no authentic legal or media representation. Uh, and I just thought, you know, feature film would be a great platform to celebrate that assimilation uh, that, that we have going on for such a long time here. You know, it just occurred to me, can you confirm, because people can't see you or, you know, it's, I don't want them to assume, which country are you from? <laughs> I am from India. Okay, uh, very good. <laughs> Wonderful. So um, what does it take to make a movie? How does one wake up who's got no experience in writing a movie or even producing one or creating one? How does one in the tech industry like you come up with a movie and actually make one? <clears throat> You know, it's very entrepreneurial uh, in its nature. It's it's like asking anybody who has who has no uh, experience in travel industry, how do you make a travel website? It's kind of like that. Uh, so that's how I look at it, at least. So what what I did was uh, basically figure out, okay, there is no way to create empathy. There's no way to create uh, uh, articulate this problem. Uh, no tech app is going to solve it. Uh, the best way to make people aware and uh, feel empathy for the situation is through storytelling. Uh, and this story has to be at at a bigger level, at a bigger scale. It can't just my blog just wasn't doing justice to the scale of the matter. Uh, and therefore a feature film. So the way I look at it is the feature film is a product for creating empathy and generating awareness. Uh, it really is a, you know, a problem worth sol solving and a story worth telling. And that's how I got into it. And that's how I started looking into it. And then you sort of backpedal into, okay, what does it take to create a feature film? Okay, you have to write a script. Uh, and then you get into the details of how do you write a script and you know wikipedia is a great resource <laughs> so it will tell it, you was that your teacher that that was <laughs> that was my first teacher i basically googled uh, how to how to write a film screenplay wow. in 2010 that 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 was the beginning <laughs> wow you know listeners it just means that you need to have an idea you need to have passion and you'll make it happen that's amazing and then where did you go from that because i remember rewriting my book i had various versions and one version looked very different from another version and i I was trying to com simplify a complicated issue. And it's very difficult to write simply when the issue is complicated. So my book eventually became 80 pages, but I tell you, it felt like I wrote many, many, many more pages to distill yeah. it to that. So yeah. what happened to your versions? Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think we would have to do part two of the show because there were 29 versions or iterations wow, of I, it. Wow, you have to come back. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on the show. Yeah, there's, uh, it is a long process, obviously not being experienced in uh, screenplay writing. Uh, you know, has its own has its own pros and cons because I I, I came in fresh and I had a new way of telling the story, uh, which is just because of the fact that I had no background or no no lessons so, sort of classroom teaching in it. So that was refreshing and fascinating. It was something new. Uh, it started off with a 180 page draft, uh, and it starts off with these are the million things I want to say through this, and you basically. It, it's like a painter putting all your paints on the on the canvas first uh and then what i did was uh, i got feedback just because i i wanted to sort of affect law and affect policy um so i got feedback not just from uh people who are experienced uh, screenwriters or are ex more experienced than me in film but i got feedback from lawyers and other writers and uh, policymakers as well on the script itself, on the story idea itself. Uh, so that way I was able to sort of uh, 
get multiple perspectives together and then come up with a you know a more refined version of the story and i kept chipping away and as more people joined the project more senior people you know i kept finding people who who were uh, passionate about the story itself they gave me kept giving me more input and i kept getting better that's amazing you really have done an amazing job so right now the movie is available to watch at various film festivals and one of the questions that we you know i am getting to hear is where do i watch this movie What's your answer? Uh well, right now what you can do is we are playing at festivals. We have a great festival run. Uh we're going to London, we're going to play in uh, we're going to have a UK premiere on March Ma- 7th. March 7th, where is it going to be? It is at a very prestigious uh, Nehru Center. Uh that's the venue which is part of the Indian High Commission in London. Um so I'm very excited because the film also starts with a Jawaharlal Nehru quote who was the first prime minister of India. Wow. Uh I do want to the the quote is basically I've become a queer mixture of the east and the west out of place everywhere at home nowhere. Wow. Um so it's a very touching quote that you know that touched a chord with me and I said this has got to be the opening and I'm I'm myself you know a, a big fan of Nehru and his work. Uh so I was like this is very apt and now that it's playing at the Nehru Center it's very uh uh humbling for me uh but other than that if uh we also do private screenings uh with uh corporates or even non-profits uh, so what does that mean what does it mean for somebody listening right now uh if they wanted to help arrange a private screening uh it means that you get in touch with me at uh, my email manycupsofchai@gmail.com would you please repeat that yes it's manycupsofchai@gmail.com Uh, you can also get in touch with us through our facebook page which is uh, for hero to go movie uh you basically write to us about uh, what your company is or what your nonprofit or any private group is really even if you are like an immigration uh, advocacy organization or if you are a corporation or if you are a you know not for profit uh, a uh, social justice type of organization if you are interested in screening the movie just write to us through facebook we are on twitter at fhtg movie or of course my email manycupsofchai@gmail.com just tell us the size and uh, size of your organization and uh, you know we can work we can work through the details what about an individual if if an individual are interested uh we certainly do individual screenings uh, we are doing uh, we're actively fundraising right now for the publicity of this film so that uh, you know we can we we stop getting requests like this and people can go watch it in the theaters uh, of course publicity and marketing and campaigning like that as everybody knows is a very very expensive process to get it out there and to get the public to become aware uh, so individuals who are interested in helping uh, us fundraise for publicity uh they are most welcome to get in touch with us and we are you know happy to do a screening for them so let me ask you this you mentioned that um your fundraising and it's for publicity is this to go into the movie theaters uh it's it's actually uh there are two or three different goals here with this with this film uh, one is because you know uh <coughs> this is such a powerful sort of tool to generate that awareness and to affect uh uh law and policy uh the one aspect is to get it in front of the right people who can watch it uh the incumbents who could pro- possibly bring change and start the debate this being election year of course we have to do it this year and you mean change law yeah i mm-hmm. mean absolutely i mean change law um so that that is one goal of the publicity 
to get to those lawmakers and policy makers we've already shown it in dc we've shown it to the ambassador of india we've just i just uh, showed it to the consul general in san francisco so we are going to these types of government bodies but we would like to show it for instance to us congressman um so that's one aspect of the campaigning and publicity that's needed uh, the other aspect of course is the more uh, more on the commercial end of things which is you know going into the theaters your amcs and your landmark theaters uh you know there are other south asian films that have been doing fairly well recently uh and we would really like to you know do more of that we, because this is why i started it for authentic media representation so let me ask you this to get into the amcs and the movie theaters how much money do you, does the, does it take uh it takes uh, at a minimum uh, i believe it takes about 100000 to get it out the gate and um, how many theaters would that cover uh i think it would cover give us at least 20 to 30 uh, is that enough is that enough to get out there to or i think i think it's the public a, i think it's a start it's a start <laughs> i think so, it's a good start so what you're saying is $100,000 is really a good start but it's really not enough to have a a, a domestic national release national even international because you know when we when we uh, we've we've played to full houses in melbourne toronto and mumbai wow uh, so it's an immigrant story that has touched everybody and i'm i'm uh, globally uh, globally absolutely globally so you know the more marketing that goes into it uh, the better it's going to be because it's such a relevant topic for everyone so you need $100,000 to really just get started but what would be the ideal number that you would like to raise uh ideally i think i believe uh, at about a uh, you know 400 to 500,000 gives us a lot of a lot of leverage and that that and that it doesn't have to be like individuals coming in we are not looking at that we we are looking at corporates uh we are looking at other organizations who want to advertise their brand who want to associate with the cause or who want to associate because there's going to be uh, you know millions of eyeballs on this thing uh, mm-hmm. globally uh if if that if that is the scale of the release if that is the scale of this uh, uh story which i believe it is because we've shown it to around, you know close to about 15000 people have watched it and uh, it's always been a very very phenomenal and moving feedback so if somebody listening today says i want to donate money to your to your movie and i want to be able to help get it to the theaters how can they do that uh there are two ways to do that uh, uh in in your donations actually you if you just write to us again uh, at many cups of chai at gmail.com uh there are two ways either you can come in as an investor uh or you can come in as a corporate sponsor of the message and the cause uh and the other way then to do it is come and be we are partnered with a non-profit uh, i i have a fiscal sponsor as a non-profit uh, just because the film is about uh A, a social cause uh and you can uh, get a charitable donation out of it so that means if i were to give you some money for this movie it will be a tax deduction for me absolutely wonderful wonderful well that's great so it, what what kind of message you want what's your last word we don't have much time <laughs> left we have about 2 minutes what are your last thoughts for the listeners last thoughts for the listeners are you know uh, this is a very grassroots entrepreneurial effort done rallied uh, by rallying the community members and i'm hoping more people join the cause more people like you uh you know get in there and help us because without that uh, you know it's it's difficult to push independent pieces of art well rishi i have to tell you um i love your movie 
and you probably know that. <laughs> but I really honestly love your movie. I, I've never been a groupie for a band <laughs> or anything else, mm -hmm. but I'm a groupie of this movie. And thank you for giving me a title. Yeah. Listeners, I have a title now. My title <laughs> is Advocacy Consultant, and I take it with a lot of pride. Um, you know, it's very, very difficult to convey the problem that high-skilled immigrants face. And we've spoken about this before, that it's a problem that isn't visible, You know, people are earning good money. They have nice houses, nice cars, a cushy lifestyle likely. But the problem is just invisible. So what you have done is highlighted that we need immigration reform. We need high-skilled immigration reform. We need the backlog to go away, the visa backlog. And uh, listeners, if you are in this backlog and you are fighting uh, or, or looking at the EAD comment periods that are going on right now, the visa gate case that's going on now, if you are EB2, EB3 waiting forever, this movie really is for you. You need to watch it and you need to tell everybody else about it. So thank you. Thank you for giving us a powerful tool that we can take and show people and advocate for change. So thank you so much for all your work you've done on behalf of the listeners who even haven't watched it. I know they'll be grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tamina. That's very kind of you. Thanks. Well, listeners, we're running out of time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tune in next week. We will have the Executive Director of Northwest Immigrants Rights Project, Jorge Barone, on the show. We are very excited for that. But thank you again to Rishi. Thank you to DC 1250 for having the station, for our bringing our community together. This is Tamina Watson and DC 1250 AM, Immigration with Tamina. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>